Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And it's always a blast of rock and roll. We welcome in our Bronco Blast uh, uh, correspondent Ian St. Clair with Manny Rondawa uh, sitting in with me as guest co-host. We welcome in Ian. Follow him at Ian St. Clair. Read him at Mile High Report. Listen to his Mile High Report radio podcast each week. And also follow him as the lead writer at PlayColorado.com at Colorado underscore play and uh, it's good for the Broncos to be relevant again. Good morning, Ian. Nope, we don't have Ian. All right. I had this observation, Manny. Yep. Uh, uh, You tend to have those every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, at least once a show, I'd say. (laughs) Well, let me start and finish with something that was brought up in the last subject. And I'm sorry we didn't get the first order of business, but you kind of answered that, you know, with with, uh, a little bit in your question for the... But, you know, Kiz mentioned Tommy Lasorda sleeping on the bench and the Dodgers win. And I remember the legendary guy with more World Series titles just about than anybody, Casey Stengel. As the ancient Casey Stengel sleeping on the bench on the first Mets team, and they lost 120 games. So <laughs> well, they didn't need Tommy him to help Las- them lose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is Tommy Lasorda just a better sleeper than Casey Stengel is what I come away with our last uh, segment with. But I, That's I, the important question. Yeah, yeah. So I'm having this idea that uh, the Ravens, uh, they have this characteristic personality, tough team, plays defense, grinds it out, and wins. The Broncos are, are trying to play more like the Ravens and the Ravens. They've got a better defense, I think, than the Ravens. Um, uh, they like to run the ball. They, they're determined to run the ball. 
And uh, and uh, even though throwing it against this secondary for the Ravens would be a good idea, the Broncos, like I say, defense is better. Time of possession team want to be physical. They've got the pass rush. Uh, I, I think the Broncos look more like the Ravens now than the Ravens. And <laughs> and and then you go to quarterback. Broncos signature has been huge. Weapons at quarterback, Manning and Elway. And that's what, you know, now you've got a Joe Flacco, Trent Dilfer Super Bowl run type quarterback in Bridgewater. And it's the Ravens who have the explosive playmaker, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think it really, what it really comes down to, all the things that you talked about are encompassed in this. We're going to find out a lot tomorrow. A lot. Because we're talking about a team that is 3-0 and against 0-9, a t- uh, teams that are combined 0-9. So I think... Their identity and what they are, we're going to find out a lot about that tomorrow. And I think when the season has ended, they're going to go back to, to week four and say, okay, this this is where we knew that these guys were legit or not. So we'll see. All right. Hey, uh, Ian St. Clair, welcome. Sorry you missed your good intro. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? Sorry about that, guys. That looked like there was uh, an issue with the board, but I think we got it all figured out. Okay, good. Very good. Hey, I don't know if you heard my intro. The, the Broncos... The Denver Ravens are more like uh, the Ravens traditionally than the Baltimore Ravens. They're a little more like the old Denver, successful Denver Broncos, actually. Um, uh, you know, and, and the Broncos seem to want to play like the Ravens if they're going to beat the Ravens. And do uh, uh, you understand, you know, time of possession, run the ball, physical team, uh, rely on your defense, whereas the Ravens' defense is a little vulnerable this year. And the Ravens are the ones with the explosive Elway, Peyton Manning, game-changing quarterback. The Broncos have more of a Trent Dilfer, uh, you know, uh, Joe Flacco-type quarterback. And uh, how, how is that going to play out? And I actually think that's the biggest difference in this game is Teddy Bridgewater. I, I think you're going to see a defense led by Vic Fangio. And you hear people talk around the league from Matt LaFleur to Kyle Shanahan to – Sean McVay, how big of a difference Vic Fangio's defenses make and how hard it is to game plan for him. And I think he's going to come up with a game plan to slow down, at least attempt to slow down Lamar Jackson. And we don't know how much Jackson's going to be impacted by his back since he he missed uh, practice this week. So what I think is the difference is Teddy Bridgewater. And you see in the videos after the game from the, the social media account from the Broncos, just the type of leader he is and what he brings to this team. And I, I don't think that we can undervalue that because it's been gone since Peyton Manning retired. And now that they finally have it, they have the defense. They have the defensive coordinator and the defensive mind of Vic Fangio. They have Von Miller back. They have a running game. The The other question is going to be the, the interior of the offensive line and, and how it handle, handles Calais Campbell and that defensive front for the Ravens, which I think is very good. But the difference to me is Teddy Bridgewater, and I think that's the reason that they are going to be in this game and potentially have this chance to win it. Yep, I I agree. Um, You know, an awful lot of people uh, are picking the Ravens in this game, just saying, hey, you know, yeah, uh, they dropped three touchdown passes, and that's why they were life and death to beat the Detroit Lions. They actually manhandled the Lions that game was misread by a lot of people, and and that the Ravens are legitimate playoff contenders. The Broncos still have a lot to prove. Um, I think it's great they had a running start. Um, 
Uh, we're going to hear one of the uh, one of the our picks at 15 and 45 talks about how the Broncos, unlike other teams, got six preseason games this year, which I thought is a great line. I'm stealing Scott Steen's line from later in the show, but uh, uh, on our recorded picks at 15 and 45. So how, how does this one break down? An awful lot of people picking the Ravens. I I think this game's a real toss up. It, it's the line is the, it is a toss up basically. It's a pick 'em game. Um, how, let me get your prediction. So I, I find it interesting that people think that they devalue what the Ravens did to the Lions and make excuses for what the Ravens did. But then when the Broncos completely throttle three opponents, but hey, it's three teams that they should have beaten. So why is that the case? If they're going <laughs> to do that for the Ravens against the Lions, why is that? I mean, yeah. the, the Lions, the Lions, they barely beat the Lions. The Broncos completely blew out the Giants the Jaguars, and the Jets. That's what good teams do to bad teams. They don't make excuses when they beat them by one point and need the benefit of a delay of game penalty so that you can kick a 66-yard field goal against a bad Lions team. I think the difference is Teddy Bridgewater. I really do. And I think the fact that Broncos country is going to be back at Empower Field at Mile High, we saw how amped up they were to be back in the stadium for the first time since December 29th, 2019. That's going to be amped up to 11 uh, tomorrow. I And I just, I, I don't know. It feels like this is a game the Broncos can win, and I think they will win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. I think it's going to be close. I think these teams are really close in terms of the defenses, the offensive lines. I think where the Broncos have an edge is with, it being at home, and I, I think the Broncos are going to take advantage of that, and I think they end up winning this game 27-24. Ian, I, what I hear you saying here is that uh, this team, on an, as far as national uh, uh, writers and media uh, look at this team, they're seeing a team that is, has beaten a cl- uh, or has beaten teams that are combined 0-9, and, and they, they're not looking at how they beat them, the way they beat them, how efficient the Broncos have been in certain areas. So what I hear you saying is tomorrow we're going to see the the vindication or legitimization of this Broncos team. Is that fair to say? Oh, 100%. I think you nailed it. I, I think they look, instead of looking at the details, they take the, the, the huge 30,000 foot view instead of narrowing in on how they did it, as you said. So I think the fact that they've done that against three teams that they should have beaten, but I don't think, I mean, at least with Adam Walnati and me on our podcast, we were still hesitant that we thought they could win these three games. So the fact that they did start 3-0 and they played as well as they did and they did it in the way that they did it, I think gives them in the locker room confidence that they can beat the Ravens. If they can come out and if they play that way, they're going to beat the Ravens. They can beat anybody in the NFL if they play that way. And I think that confidence and belief in yourself is huge. And I think the rest of the national media and the writers are going to catch up on that when they see it again on Sunday. Well, if they the yeah, if they beat the Ravens, they beat a legitimate playoff contending uh, caliber team. I'm not saying the Ravens are going to the playoffs, but they're a team that's in everybody's discussion about that, and they play in a pretty uh, uh, in a pretty interesting uh, division that they could get out of easily. All right, big advantage here. You mentioned Bridgewater. I agree. They're going to try and need to run the ball. 
especially they don't have a deep threat late. So I had this observation this week. Everybody's talking about Tim Patrick, and uh, even before that happened, I had this observation. I think watching the game on Sunday, actually, is to me, and, and is our last 30 seconds, so we'll have to be quick about this, but to me, Tim Patrick is Mark Jackson, my favorite of the three amigos. Now, Vance Johnson was explosive. He had the flash. You didn't know what you were going to get. He also might drop the ball. But Mark Jackson was the one guy that you always depended on at, at crunch time. He would make the play. And to me, that's who Tim Patrick is. I love this guy. Well, again, I can see Cortland Sutton being Vance Johnson. And I we'll see who can turn out to be Ricky Nateel. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, Kendall Hinton or... Um, some of the other guys are going to be there yet. I mean, Jerry Judy, obviously. I think the key factor to watch in this game is no offense because there's going to be some blitzes and there's going to be some pressure on Teddy Bridgewater. How do they utilize no offense? Do they use some short passes to Noah to get him and his athleticism involved in this game? Do they use him over the middle of the field to take some of the pressure off of Sutton and Patrick? So keep an eye on that. I would also look like to see Devontae Williams catch some screen, some screen passes out of the backfield tomorrow nice. as well. Nice. Hey, uh, we shall see how it works out. The big advantage for me is, uh, you mentioned Bridgewater, is the passing game against the injured cornerback situation of the Ravens, even though they need to run the ball and they hope to run the ball and control time of possession like they've been doing. Great to hear a Denver Bronco prediction, 27-24 over the Ravens. Ian St. Clair, we will follow all your game coverage at Mile High Report. Thank you. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, guys. All right, coming up next, the Blake Street Bomber Ellis Burks is on with me and Manny Rondawa on the winnersandwiners.com hotline. We asked the uh, NESN uh, Red Sox TV analyst uh, about the Red Sox, the most surprising AL contender. We'll get his AL playoff and World Series prediction. I don't know if there's been a better American League playoff race since 1967. When the Red Sox emerged to the World Series. And there were like four teams in contention the last few days. Uh, And does he think the Rockies should go bomber style uh, with their offense and uh, change the style of this team? We'll do that next.